Good evening, everyone. Uh, today is June 29th, 2016. It is 7.30 p.m. Central. Uh, this is the VMware.com Feed Brown Bag U.S. edition. Uh, our show tonight is about uh, using Puppet Showoff, and the guest is Ben Ford. Uh, he is at BenFord2K on Twitter, B-I-N-F-O-R-D-2K. So anyhow, uh, if you're uh, new to the, the V Brown Bag, uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter. We are at V Brown Bag. You can um, join the V Brown Bag conversations at hashtag V Brown Bag. Uh, we have a number of uh, podcasts that run globally. We've got Asia Pacific, uh, Europe, Latin America, which is Spanish speaking only, and of course this one, which is US. You can go to uh, professionalvmore.com forward slash brown bags or all of the information and uh, registration for the webinar, past webinars, uh, link to our YouTube playlist, etc. So um, again, our guest tonight is Ben Ford. Um, he's going to be talking about Puppet Show-Off. My name is Damian Carlson. I'm at Six Foot Dad on Twitter. And uh, now that the introduction is right of the way, I will go ahead and pass the ball over to Ben. There you are, sir. Oh, by the way, well, uh, he's getting set up. Um, also, uh, you know, as per usual, we have the V Brown Bag uh, conference call attendees muted just due to background issues, like uh, background noise issues, et cetera. So if you do have an, a, a question uh, and you're attending live, feel free to raise your hand, uh, put a question in the chat box, or hit us up on Twitter. I'll be watching all of those things, and I can jump in and ask your question. Uh, to Ben for you. Okay. It's been a while since I've used uh, GoToMeeting, so I'm trying to make sure that I'm, I've got the right things showing. Uh, you should right now just basically see a uh, uh, console window, a terminal window. Is that sound about right? We see your, your entire desktop with uh, the console window over the top of it. Perfect. I'll be uh, switching between a couple of different windows, so uh, that is basically what I'm looking for. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Ben Ford. I, uh, uh, I build all the educational materials and all the tooling and whatnot for Puppet. Um, I've been here for about, shoot, going on five years now. That's a long time. Um, and we made a transition away from uh, a handful of other tools uh, about four years ago and we looked around and we tried a whole bunch of the tools that were out there and none of them really met our needs. Uh, one that uh, came pretty close though was uh, this thing called Show Off that uh, Scott Shacon wrote. Uh, he's the uh, kind of the author of the uh, uh, the Git book that everybody's familiar with and so we um, we started using that. We then uh, ended up using it so heavily that we ended up taking over maintainership and uh, developer uh, became primary developers of that about two and a half years ago or so, uh, two and a half, three years ago, and we uh, have become the uh, owners of this project. Um, this is a web-based presenter. So basically you write your uh, slides in Markdown and then you fire up this tool that will serve out a website uh, 
that allows you as a presenter to be able to interact uh, basically like you would if you were running PowerPoint or Keynote or something. But it also has a lot of really neat interactivity features, which is kind of the, the reason why uh, uh, we wanted to use it and uh, the things that we've built into it. So it allow your uh, audience to follow along. And I'll show you that in, uh, in just a minute. But this is really, really useful when it, uh, you have somebody who maybe uh, might be visually impaired in a presentation or in a class or uh, what have you, because they can have a copy of your slides right on their local, uh, local laptop. So they can see your slides as you're going through them. They can navigate through the slides if they want, just like a, a document, like a PDF or whatnot. And they can also use what we call follow mode, which means that they can just sit there and watch it while it follows along with what you are uh, uh, presenting. We have a lot of other really neat interactivity features, and I'll uh, get started with those. Um, but I suppose we should start here. We're, uh, I'm, I'm delivering a uh, present, uh, presentation on a presenter, so kind of makes sense that maybe we, sh we should start out by building a presentation. So I have an EC2 instance that I've stood up. There's not really anything in it. It's just a machine that has show off installed. So I've got the latest version and the second latest version there. Nothing in my home directory. But let's say that I want to create a uh, presentation. Show off dash dash help. It'll list out all of the options. One of them that I see is called show off init. We've got really good command line uh, documentation. It tells me that I can give it a directory and I can tell it not to do slides comma listed slides. Okay, so I'll do that. Show off init dash D. And let's see. I want to have an intro. Actually, let me do this. Okay, dir presentation. We'll talk about uh, the format of the slides, so we'll call it Markdown. Then I'll talk about how you can put code in your slides. Some interactivity features. Using files, forms, how you can publish it when you're done, and then a conclusion. goes for a second, and then we have an example presentation. Made a whole bunch of uh, demo slides. Give me a showoff.json. This file, showoff.json, is how we uh, kind of define the metadata of what makes up a slide. Uh, by default, kind of the uh, simplest way of running a showoff presentation is without a show, uh, showoff.json at all. If you simply run show off serve in a folder of markdown files, it will assume that you mean that each one of those is a slide and throw them up for you. But here, what I've done is I've put them, uh, put directories in, in place 
so I can say I want these slides shown in this order. Notice I don't have the slide names in there. All I have is just the directories. Uh, that's the second level of, of how you can order uh, the uh, slides that go into, a, uh, uh, into your presentation. So here I'm saying these are the directories I want to show you and uh, simply show the slides that are in those directories in shell globbing order. I could also, if I wanted, show you uh, put in a, each one of the files and that way I have like complete control over which file I want displayed when. So I can uh, reorder them on a file-by-file -file basis instead of depending on shell globbing order. This is kind of a good uh, median right in the middle. So I'm going to do show off serve at this point and it just starts some stuff up. Not terribly exciting. And I will go to the presentation. And you see now it's just loading something up. Not very exciting, but that's how life is for auto-generated content. But if I want to be a presenter, I'll put in the, if I can type, I'll put in presenter, and now I'll get the presenter view. It's a little bit more exciting. There's more information to see. So I'll show you uh, what all the different parts of this uh, uh, interface are really quick. Um, and then we'll uh, go through and start building our presentation. To the left up here, we have a uh, the file name. That's just the slide that this particular, uh, the thing that you're looking at, that's, that's the file name that that slide came out of. If I were running this locally, I would be able to click on that file name and it would open up the markdown editor that I have configured on my system. So for example, if I were editing code, I could just run through and click that and bam, I, I would be uh, running my markdown editor. I could type some things and then save it and then move on. Then there are a couple of, of menu entries here. Viewing stats, this shows what slides that people are looking at. So I can keep track of uh, slides that people are, are going back to and referring to in my, uh, in my presentation. If somebody is looking at a slide that's not the one that I'm presenting, it'll show up there and it'll just kind of keep track and it'll keep, uh, count them and, and show you what slides tend to get a lot of uh, attention and what slides don't. There's also downloads. Right now it's empty, there's nothing in there. We'll come back to that. Display window, it'll pop open a new tab, and you notice that this is a like an audience view of what this uh, uh, presentation is. So I'll drag that out, and I'm just going to stick it over to the side here, but let's pretend that that is up on the projector. So I'll make it real small because we don't actually care what's on it. You're just going to pretend it's there. And you'll notice that as I move along, that slide also changes. And I somehow got my things. Or what happened there? Oh, the tab. The tab bar did something weird. Okay. Now I can open up a little next window. I can throw that up on the side, and that'll show me the next slide that's coming up. So I can have an idea of what I'm about to talk about. And then down here at the bottom, this great big yellow area is, is notes. If you have a lot of notes there, 
or if you need to resize it or something or other, you can click the notes button and it'll pull it up on the side and you can resize that however you want. Move it around, whatever. We don't have any notes yet, so that's not very exciting. Um, then you can also click the print button and it'll print your slides. Basically all it does is it just opens up the uh, endpoint of print and then it calls your browser print uh, function. And then this final button allows you to just switch to the uh, audience view. We also have a timer. So let's say I planned on this being 45 minutes long. I'll just throw that up and this uh, uh, little green circle there is going to count down and count out uh, 45 minutes and it'll let me know when I've been talking too long. Sometimes I have a tendency to do that so it'll yell at me. But now this is where it starts getting a little bit different, a little bit weird. There's this pace button. Let's see, let me open up a, well this will, I'll open up a new window. I'll do it in Chrome so it'll be very obvious that I'm not in the same. That of course opens up completely on the other monitor. So I'll pull it back over here. So I've got a copy of the presentation running as a student. And you notice, or as an audience member. And as you see, I can navigate around and it, uh, it just lets me do that. But once I, as the uh, presenter switch, it starts switching slides to follow. I can turn that off if I want. Question mark will tell me and it says to turn that off. I hit the F button so I can do that and now it's not in follow mode and it won't switch anymore. But I was telling you about the pace button. That's the, oh, I didn't enable that. We'll come back to that and I'll show you what that means. Same with the audience questions down here. But let's get started uh, working on our slides. I'm going to jump to the beginning. I'll press 1 and hit enter. And it'll go to the uh, beginning of the presentation. I'm just typing in the slide number. If I type 14, it'll jump to slide 14. Type 1, it'll jump to slide 1. And we'll go ahead and uh, get started. This is in file intro 00 section. So in that file, I'm going to put some markdown. Of course, to do that, I need to get into Hey, Ben, uh, this is Damien. While you're doing that, I've got a couple questions from the audience. Okay. Uh, are, are there any specific browser requirements? And is this just pure HTML5? It is HTML5. Browser requirements are basically anything that's not ancient IE. Um, so if you're <laughs> running anything uh, relatively modern, anything that is uh, currently supported, it, uh, it should work. Uh, we recently oh. dropped uh, IE10. Uh, support or yeah IE10. Um, Microsoft has end of life to everything that's not IE11 or above. Cool. Thank you. Okay. And I'm using root because that's terrible and that's how we roll. Um, this is just a uh, NEC2 instance. Uh, so I don't I don't care what happens to it. I'm gonna throw it away when I'm done with it. 
Okay, so now I'm in my presentation again. And as you see over here, it's uh, slide intro 00 section. Intro 00 section. And we'll go ahead and uh, start working on that slide. That's pretty boring. So let's call it show off. Let's say using show off, using show off. And I'll save that. Now you see zero one slide. I'm not gonna do this for every single slide. I'm just showing you how uh, uh, the numbers change. Now here's another one. Let's change this. It's just very simple markdown. Using show off a presentation about a presenter. How meta. And then zero two had a couple of bullet points. Let's see. Markdown requires three or more spaces. I don't. Uh, I don't know why that is. It's just one thing. Audience interaction. Content creation, that's a good one. Content creation. Command line tooling. We can do code validation. That's a very cool feature. And I'll call that good. Let's see what our slide looks like so far. So I'm gonna go back here and I'm gonna reload the page and I get nothing. Well, that's actually a little bit to be expected. Um, the first time a presentation is loaded, Show Off will compile it for you, and it'll return that. And then every time afterwards, it'll return the compiled form of that uh, presentation. This is really, really helpful when you have 20, 30, 40, 50 people in an audience. You don't want to, to uh, recompile the presentation for every single one of those. But when you're developing, that's kind of a pain in the butt. So we have a... Uh, command R that will uh, expire that cache, so it'll throw away that uh, that compiled cache and uh, reload the content. So I'm going to reload it. Now you see using show off, show off features, and you see we've got that. Now the bullets look kind of ugly. I really don't like this style. We're going to uh, fix it uh, next week, but in the meantime, I can style it any way I want to. 
So keep that in mind. I'm going to come back to that as, uh, as we go through the markdown slides. So let's get started on that. Markdown. And then 001. Let's see, what was I going to talk about? I have too many windows open. Okay. Markdown syntax. You're seeing this as I type it. Pretty obvious. Slides are written in Markdown. That is very cool for a lot of reasons. One of them is that it is plain text. That means that anybody can write them, anybody can read them, you can share them around, you can cut and paste, you can put them in an email, you can do anything you want with them, but even more important, they're versionable. This means you can commit them directly into a Git repository, you can do pull requests against them, you can uh, collaborate amongst large teams, uh, you can go back through your history and see the changes that you've made. It is about a million times easier to work with uh, uh, markdown or some kind of version control system uh, a million times easier than using something like PowerPoint. I'm working with an external team right now where, where we're trying to develop a, uh, a presentation. They are using PowerPoint and they are struggling mightily to get three people collaborating properly. So, easy to read and write. Yeah, no. collaborative, uh, collaborative PowerPoint is kind of a non-existent thing. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I, I, I love it. Every now there's, and then, there's no good version control. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, we get somebody who comes in and they're like, "But I don't want to learn Git." Like, well, that's that's too bad because that's that's what we do. Um, Show off has a couple of really neat extensions to uh, Markdown, though. Some neat extensions. You can add your own styles. So Markdown allows you to uh, basically any text you type into a document. If I were to just write some words here, Markdown, the, the Markdown renderer would turn that into a paragraph in HTML. Um, but what we can do is we can do style tags. So we can style paragraphs, paragraphs with uh, style text. Basically, if you use the uh, if you use a uh, the first word of dot something, then show off will say, oh hey, they meant for this paragraph to be styled with this particular tag, and all it'll do is it'll add that style to that paragraph. That's not very much on its own, but what it means is that you can add your own uh, styles later on. You can add uh, CSS. I'll show you what that'll look like in just a second, or I can do it right here. I'll show you what a callout style looks like. Hello, hello there. This is a callout. Now, some other things that we can do. You can do uh, section tags, and that will allow you to do handout notes and instructor notes or presenter notes. 
So this bit that you're looking at here in yellow is a presenter note. I can do that down here. of other things we can uh, add downloadable files we can do forms for polls and quizzes etc so let's see what that'll look like real quick Just markdown now this is a call out it's not very exciting there's just a box around it but we can do other kinds of call outs um, one that I use fairly often is uh, the .info, callout.info, come on, and I made a typo down there. I made that same typo twice, that's odd. One there, and one there, okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> always happens when you do a demo live, right? Okay, All the time. So now I've got a call out. It's got a little icon next to it. Those are built into show off. So you can do like a call out info, call out warning, call out thumbs up. You can do all kinds of neat things. And then down at the bottom you have a presenter note. You also have a little fly out uh, menu that allows you to see what the uh, handout notes look like. And that's what the handout notes look like. The difference is that presenter notes uh, show up here by default, and handout notes are what uh, happens when you print out the slides. So if I were to print a slide, that would be attached to the bottom. Okay. So I'm going to cut and paste a little bit out of the docs for this next one, because I don't want to be typing all of it. I might end up cut and pasting a little bit more later on so you don't have to watch me painfully type. Let's see. Come on. Okay. I'm going to set paste. No, no, I'll paste that crap in. I'll move on and do the next slide. I'll show you this first. So this is markdown configuration. Um, and I left the incremental style up here, so I'm going to remove the incremental style and the bullets because I don't want either of those styles. Those are uh, the part that I just removed were slide styles, which will allow you to uh, uh, change how a particular slide looks like. You notice how some of them say subsection and some of them say incremental, etc. If I were to change this to subsection, it would put that headline right in the middle of the, the slide. 
So now I've got a nice little bullet list. These are the different markdown engines that you can use. Uh, you would add the configuration for that in your showoff.json. And you can also add uh, configuration options. So for example, uh, red carpet gives you the ability to auto link or it lets you do tables or other things. And you can turn that on and off just by pa uh, passing options in that JSON half. But Markdown isn't everything, right? There are a lot of things that Markdown can't do. Like, for example, if you wanted to put in a video, I should change the name because you don't actually, it doesn't have to be called that. I'll call it video or HTML.md. So what I can do here is just type out that uh, slide. I can add raw HTML. Just like a, a standard markdown, if you need to go beyond the capabilities of what markdown can do, you have to do, uh, do it yourself. So markdown allows raw HTML required for advanced usage. Now what is one of those advanced usages? Something like doing a video. How about that center? I'm going to put a video in here. No, I'm not going to put a video in there because I don't. I didn't upload it. I did not. I'll show you the. Uh, I'll, I'll show you the source, and it's not going to actually load because I, I didn't have time to upload the uh, the files themselves. But I'll show you what it would look like. A decent compromise there. We'll just put a video tag. No controls. And I'm going to say in here, my source, this looks a little bit weird. I apologize. That's something we're going to fix here. Uh, SRC equals Said some video.mp4. So you have to put in this little file part at the beginning anytime you're putting in raw paths. And that's because uh, Showoff will interpret a uh, that part of the, the that segment of the path as saying, I want a file off of disk out of the presentation. Otherwise, it will assume that you're trying to load part of the presentation itself. And I suppose I need to put a type in there too, don't I? Now, because I didn't upload it, you're not going to actually see. Let me put controls on there so you can actually see it. says it's loading and it's failing because there is no such video file at that uh, place. Um, you can see if I try to load it up there, it says file not found. And it looks like I also have a typo in there. But it doesn't actually matter because it wouldn't find it anyways. I see. There we go. But I could add something in there if I wanted to. 
if I had uh, the time to upload it, and I won't make you watch me do that. But now I, I've been editing files by hand. I've uh, created that one by hand. What if I wanted to have show off do some of it for me? Show off, help. One of the things that it says is add. I can add a file. I can add a, uh, a slide. How does that work? It says I can give it uh, the directory it goes into. I can give it a name of the new slide. Um, I can give it uh, uh, slide types, slide styles. I can put uh, files. I can include files on that. But what I'll do is I'll just do show off, add dash D for the uh, directory it's going into, markdown, and I'll just let it put a new slide in there. And just wrote a new file in there for me. Dim markdown 04. And here I'll show you how you can customize how you want things to look. So custom styles. I can add any CSS or JavaScript. And all I have to do is just put, put a .css file or a star.js file in presentation root. Now I'll show you what that style thing was I was talking about. What's a good name for the style? I'll just call it foo. Or I'll show you what the uh, callout warning looks like. And I'll say maybe this should be red. So what does this uh, CSS look like? I don't need to put CSS in there directly. Just load this and you'll see it's nothing exciting. But now we can edit some CSS. So I'm in my uh, show off presentation. Styles dot CSS and I want to say foo font weight bold because that should be really big and then call out warning what's a good color to use background color. I can inspect that really quick. I can say background color. I said I wanted it to be some variation of red, so let's try C66. That looks like a decent color of red. I'll use that. Background color C66. Get that out of the way. And now I wanted to fix those bullets. I told you that I really didn't like them. So let's do that. Bullets. List style. 
special. That'll give me my uh, bullets back. And then I'll do bullets UL OI. And I want those to be Now, if you noticed, I just hit reload. That is uh, now bold. This is now red. I can change the color if we decide that that's not quite the right uh, color of red that we wanted to use. Let's see. Uh, that'll be a little different. Change that, and I can reload again, and it'll drastically change. I can go back over here, and now you see that my bullets are... Uh, left aligned, and they've got the uh, top-level bullets back, just the way I wanted it. Now, how did I know what styles to use? Same thing, I looked at them with the in, uh, inspector, and I can see that this is bullets li align left, or bullets ul li align left. So that's most of what there is about uh, the custom styles. You can do a little bit more, like uh, for example, if you wanted to do a, a table, that's part of uh, red carpet's default. I can say this is a heading, another one. They don't actually have to line up quite so perfectly. I'm just a little bit particular about that. A cell, another. And now you've got a markdown table that's readable in text, and it's also readable as a table inside your presentation. Okay, so let's talk about code on a presentation. I'll do code in your slides. This is a centered subsection. You notice that. That's why it looks like this. Now I'm going to edit my code. Zero, 01. Now I'll add code examples to my presentation with built-in syntax highlighting. Syntax.
that's not terribly exciting yet. You notice that the syntax highlighting is broken. I'll come back to that and I'll show you why. I'm going to show you a couple of other things. Ruby one, two, something wrong there. I have a blob of weird stuff in the middle of my code. That's because Markdown doesn't know, the Markdown renderer doesn't actually know that you have a block there. It doesn't know that you have two separate blocks there. For all it, all it knows, you could have just typed out code and had a new line in there. So let's tell it with a break tag that we want it to break in the middle. And so now there are two separate uh, uh, code blocks. Now that break tag isn't anything special. It's not some uh, nifty trick in Markdown. What it is is a uh, paragraph style that Showoff recognizes. It's a special uh, paragraph style that Showoff recognizes, and it means put, insert a break here so that uh, uh, the Markdown renderer will know that that needs to be two separate uh, blocks of text. Okay, so. Now, what if I wanted to uh, execute code live? Like, what if I wanted to show off how you could execute code right from your presentation? Let's do that. And then I'll edit that file, code 02, oh, come on. Oh, I see what I did. Yep, I will come back to that, Dan. So this one is my live execution, and I'm going to just add the little keyword execute, and a keyword execute. If you have sharp eyes, you'll have caught something that I did. So now I have a couple of little icons there, little play icons down here. And first off, it's going to tell me I can't do that. It says you have to run show off with dash x to uh, enable code execution. That's a security measure because uh, we're actually executing code directly on the uh, show off server. So we need uh, the presenter, we need the person who's presenting to uh, acknowledge that there's going to be code executed and enable that with dash x. Now, the code is never actually transferred over the wire, so there's no code injection there. You can't send uh, show off code to execute. You can simply say, 
execute the first code uh, the first code block on slide 14 and show off a go look at the slide uh, file on disk and it'll grab that code and it'll execute it for you so now we've enabled code execution come back here and I'll try that again it's running doing some stuff and it's going to crash you come back here it actually didn't stack trace I'm surprised that it didn't but that is because there's a problem on my uh, oh it finally did I got it to stack trace because there is a problem in my code there if you scroll up you see there's a giant Ruby stack trace because I tried to eval code directly and I found a syntax error. Same thing will happen with the Puppet one. If I do that, it'll run for a little bit and then it'll come back with a parse error. So how would I know that that were a thing? Let me get this out of the way. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But it kind of works right here. I'll do show off, validate. It'll run through and it says, hey, you have some bad code. So I've got invalid puppet code on this slide, invalid Ruby code on that slide, and invalid puppet code and Ruby code on both of those slides. So let's go fix this one here. The syntax highlighting makes it pretty clear where the problem is. I'm missing a colon there. And then this, I'm missing a do right here. It's still trying to execute. That's funny. And now you see it ran and it just returned the code. So it took one, two, and three, and upcased them and returned them back. Now, as a viewer, you can do the same thing. Oh, I pulled down the wrong one. I was supposed to grab the present one. There we go. There. That is what it looks like right there. Now if I have my uh, presenter window open and if I have one window up on the uh, uh, projector, so let's say I've got this little window up on the projector, then when I click the, the run button, it'll actually run on the other window too. So you can see that uh, if you had that up on the uh, projector, all of your audience members are going to see that code execute directly, execute live. It knows how to run out of the box. It knows how to run Puppet code. It knows how to run Ruby code, Perl, Python, Shell script, JavaScript, and CoffeeScript. And it knows how to validate all of those as well. Okay. So I'll move on and we'll talk about interactive things.
this one. Oh, I'm a terrible typer. That's all right. I'm going to copy a little bit of the docs too, so I don't have to watch you make you watch me. Set paste. I'm a terrible typist. I don't know if you caught that yet. Okay, so there. Simple festures, apparently. Simple features. Audience members get to open up the presentation in their own browsers. They can navigate back and forth. They can do uh, follow mode. They can also give us feedback. You're talking too fast. You're talking too slow. They can ask questions or they can give us uh, feedback on individual slides. Hey, that slide's really, really terrible because it's, you know, I don't know, says something offensive on it. But it won't do that by, uh, right out of the box. You have to enable it. And we do that by setting feedback true. in our showoff.json. Now, let me grab this. There's more information that you see in that little menu that pops up to the site. Now, if you want to, at this point, you can uh, load up the slides yourself, and you can follow along. You can uh, ask questions, and they'll show up over here and, and all of that. Um, I'm not sure if you can read the IP address. I think you probably can. But what I can say as an audience member is, come on, you're boring me to death. You've got to talk a little bit faster. You've got to move a little bit faster. And I click this button, and it says, you're going way too slow. You notice that this little pace indicator over to the left has moved over to the left. It's kind of like a uh, speedometer in your car. It shows you how fast you're going. Here it's way over to the left. That means you're going too slow. And if you move too far, it you know it has text. It says, hey, hey, speed up. Come on. You can do the same thing going the other direction. And anybody in the, in the audience can do this. So if... Somebody says I'm going too slow, somebody else says I'm going too fast, it kind of averages out. And you'll notice over time, I see that somebody has just told me to slow down. You'll see that over time, this will kind of decay back towards the middle because it assumes that if you see this feedback that says, hey, you're talking too fast, that you're going to uh, kind of take that feedback in, into account and you're going to slow down a little bit. You're going to start, oh, uh, oh. Uh, kind of slowing down and explaining things a little bit more. So over time, about more roughly five minutes or so, it kind of decays back into the middle. <laughs> the other thing that you can do is you can ask a question. And by clicking this button here, ask a question, typing something in there, it'll show up in my, my window as a presenter uh, down here in this audience question. And for breakfast today, what did I have? I think I had a, I think I had a, a piece of toast. It wasn't wasn't very much today, but I can ask a question. And when I ask it, I get a little box down here. I can see that I've asked this question. There's a little uh, 
icon off to the left, a, a little X icon. And over as a presenter, I can come over here and I can click those that indicate that I've answered them. And now you see that it is grayed out here. So there's some back and forth communications. If I don't want to see that anymore, I can click that and make it go away. I can also send feedback on this particular slide. And I'm going to say that slide is terrible because you don't even know how to spell features. Now, this doesn't show up anywhere on the, uh, on the presenter. What it does is it saves it to disk in a file called uh, feedback.json because it assumes that this, uh, this feedback is something that you're going to use as an author for the next uh, presentation, the next time you deliver uh, this, this presentation. You'll run through and you'll say, hey, so-and-so thought that this slide was terrible and here are their suggestions for improving it. Um, and it'll help you uh, kind of interactively improve what you, uh, uh, what you do. There's also this button here that says Downloads, and that opens up that same menu here. Like you said, uh, download there. You can get download there. There's nothing on it yet. So let's go ahead and show, uh, talk about that. to put a couple of files. And this is where we, what I was talking about, the section tags and the file tags, etc. I can slurp the contents of a file onto a slide. File.txt. I can have uh, include syntax highlighting. So I'll call, there's a Ruby script, .rb, and I say I want that to be Ruby syntax highlighted. And if I make a typo or if I put files that don't exist or something, it'll just shout at me. So that's all right. So I come back here. It tells me non-existent files. Okay, so let's put something in there. Those belong in the underscore files directory. So underscore file, file.txt. This is a very non-interesting file. If it were interesting.
And now it drops it in there. And you notice it does try to pick out what kind of uh, file type it is. So it's taken a guess as to uh, what kind of file type it is. I don't know what it guessed, but it has syntax highlighted the word file and the word is. But it's still complaining about the uh, missing script. Accidentally started Xcode. That was not a thing I wanted to do. I'm going to just paste in a little silly little script. Not very exciting. All it does is just print out a random word. But now it'll include it there and it'll do syntax highlighting, which didn't happen to be particularly exciting there. Okay. You can also attach a file to a slide for downloads. So let me come back over here and I'm going to copy file 01 to file 02. Yes, I want to overwrite it. Let's let the audience download this silly script. Now to do that, all we do is we just add that uh, add a download tag. Now, let me add a couple of caveats here. This was originally designed for classroom usage. So because of that, it was intended to share uh, example code or example solutions after a lab was done. So when you make a file available using this download tag, this, the audience can only download it after the presenter has gone past that slide. So, only available after <laughs> Now the funny thing is, is as I'm presenting this and people are playing around, I don't know whether the, uh, the little paste widget is actually intended to be real feedback or not. So do uh, feel free to shout at me if I'm talking about something too fast or if I need to go back over something. I do have a tendency to do that sometimes. Okay, so now because I zipped past it, that file is uh, available to download. I can show you again real quick because I didn't actually mean to do that. I'll start over. 
Now there are no files to be downloaded. But if I go past that slide, still no files. If I go past one, now it's ready to download. Now that's something that I'm not particularly happy with and I'm going to change it in probably the next month so that you'll be able to attach it either to this slide directly so that as soon as you go to the slide it's ready to download or download it uh, on the next slide so it's still useful for our classroom usage. Um, but that'll be uh, uh, in the next couple of weeks I'll do that. Okay. Next up, I think we're going to talk about forms. Forms are exciting. Let's see. I think I'm just going to copy an existing form. Okay, so now I'm just going to paste in an example. This is a, a this is an example slide that we have actually in our fundamentals training. So there's a bunch of stuff there. I'll load it first. There must be something with Vim because it's I thought I saw it doing that before. So, so for some reason, it is eating one of my uh, tildes. Okay. So now there's a form that was written uh, completely in, in Markdown. It lets you pick things. It lets you select from uh, uh, like check boxes. It lets you do radio boxes, etc. And now I'll pull this open in. this and I can say I've been using Puppet forever, work in technical support and management and I'm not prepared at all and I'll hit the save button and here we go we have little bars that come down here that show me what uh, uh, the, the audience has answered. So I can use this as an uh, kind of an interactive uh, uh, like a poll, is uh, things we should talk about, or do you think this is a good idea, that's a good idea, or I could do quizzes. Um, we kind of do quizzes in the in the classroom, kind of like checkups, so that's that make sure that people are following along and understanding what we're talking about. Um, they aren't, they, these quizzes and polls are not tied to any single user. They're all anonymous. They're only the they're indexed by IP address, so there's no way that I could tell who answered what. I just uh, this is just a way of getting a quick uh, read on the uh, the classroom audience or the the whatever. Now, if I want this to go up on the uh, presenter, up on the uh, uh, There we go. Because I keep reloading the slides, it's gone. Uh, looks like I have a styling bug there. I'll have to fix. Um, I keep reloading the the slides. I, I get them out of sync a little bit. 
Um, so now uh, let's say that I have this one up on the uh, on the projector, and people are watching it and they're taking these uh, 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 quizzes, and I've got answers coming in. When I'm ready to share them with the with the audience, I can hit this display result button, and now I see them uh, displayed there. And I am going to file a ticket right now. Take a picture of that. Um, We've just done some, uh, recently done some major styling updates, and it looks like one of the things that we did actually broke that. So uh, I'll make sure that we get that corrected and uh, get a new release out real quick. These uh, answers are stored in your presentation. If you look, there's a new file, uh, directory here called stats that I did not uh, create. And in that, there are a couple of files. If I cat the feedback, I don't know, maybe this is not a good idea. We'll see. It says, oh, we have it. We've, we've just got my own and somebody else saying it's great. Uh, this, this is the feedback. It's a, in a JSON file so that it's really, really super easy to parse. There's the uh, path of the file. There's the rating. There's the feedback, etc. Then there's the forms, which is the same thing, except there's a, a lot more in there. It records what the form ID is, and then it records what all the answers are in there. And then there's the view stats, which is basically the same kind of thing. And it looks like I may have lost my... Looks like I may have lost my EC2 connection here. That's not. Shoot. Give me a second here. Nope. Oh. It is back. Yay for EC2. There we go. We are back and we are ready to roll. Okay. And then the view stats uh, looks like that. Okay. I think I was all ready to go back to the pre uh, presentation. So let's look at this. Let's look at this form again, real quick. This is form zero one. It's just a slide. It's just markdown. But in here, I have to give it a special uh, uh, tag up on top that says I want this slide to have a form on it, and I want this form to have a name. So this is how we keep track of what uh, answers go with which forms. You'll see down here, uh, uh, I have this uh, bit down at the bottom that shows what students or, or what the audience members have answered. That uh, title there, the class info, is how I keep track of, of which goes where. And then down here, I have a special extension to uh, Markdown where I can give it a uh, give each question a, a, a certain syntax. I give it a, t uh, a name. This is how I index into it in the, the JSON file when I'm looking at results. And then some text. That's what's printed out here. And then some answers. This is long form, so it's uh, multi-line, open curly brace, closed curly brace, a key, and then a value. So what gets recorded 
in the uh, JSON file if somebody answered less than six months is that somebody answered the how long question with under. And this is pretty straightforward. Open curly, close curly uh, uh, gives me that combo box. Down here, I have some select boxes, or, or some check boxes. The job question has a, a title of what's your work role, and then there's a list of uh, check boxes down here, relatively similar to how uh, GitHub does it in their uh, comments. I can do some on uh, the same line. So this has them both on the same line, yes and no. The round uh, uh, braces, the parentheses, those give you a, a radio, and then the square ones give you a checkbox. Now, what happens if I don't want those on the same line? I can just come over here, and I can say that should go here. I'll indent it a little bit. That should go here. My then this is nasty. I'll save that and I'll come down here. And now you notice that it is now on multiple lines and not on the same line. Then to render this form, the questions, uh, the answers, I put it down in the notes with form class info. The reason for doing that is that the reason for having a section tag that allows you to put uh, put it there is that it allows you a little bit more control over how you want it displayed. So you notice that up here I have uh, some text and that shows up at the top right there tell us about your background. But what I can also do is that I can put it directly on a slide itself. So I don't have to have it in the notes. I can put it on a slide and then I can flip to that slide and everybody can sit there and watch it happen live. So I can do that real quick. I'm going to delete it from here. And I'll just put it, ate it again. I cut and pasted it and then ate it. I'll reload content again. There's nothing there, and how is it styling? Uh, looks like I have found another bug. I apologize. I'm looking at the complete wrong. Yep. Okay. Uh, I apologize. That uh, should have uh, gone up there, but there is a bug um, that I'm going to have to uh, have to fix. Uh, we actually almost never show the results live like that. We show them uh, instead. We have it show in the uh, instructor notes, then copy them up so that students can see the results in the uh, 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 the browser, but only after everybody is answered. Um, okay, so let's move on and we'll talk about publishing. Publishing your stuff. 
this is one thing that I find to be really, really cool about the, the tool is how many like developer-friendly uh, functionalities that, that we've got. So I'm going to edit 01. Actually, there's a lot of stuff here, including a script, so I'm going to cut and paste this one. Okay, so show off allows you to do a handful of really neat things. If you just want a PDF, you can just run show off PDF and it'll spit out a PDF for you. If you just want HTML, you can run show off static and it'll give you some uh, static HTML. I don't think I have the WKHML, the PDF gem, so I won't do that one, but I'll do show off static. And in the static directory, there's all the content. There's my index.html. That's a static copy of what this uh, uh, presentation is. Um, that's not really all that useful to me right now. But what I can do is I can use WKHTML the PDF or I can use prints or any other tool to turn that into a PDF file. I can also just run a script directly to build it all actually it should be that's all right. Now if I run build.sh, it'll sit there for a little bit because PDF uh, WKHTML to PDF is actually really, really slow. But now I have a file called presentation.pdf in there. And I can move that into move presentation.pdf into files share. And now you can all download it by going to the download directory. Uh, download uh, page and grabbing that PDF file. And there's a printed copy of what the slides look like. Notice that there's handout notes at the bottom. Same thing there. There's some not read uh, uh, warning. Go back. Something else you can do is you can actually publish directly to GitHub. I'll show you what that looks like really quick. M publish O2. So you can publish directly to GitHub using show off GitHub. It'll build a GH pages branch for you and commit all your work, commit a static copy of all, all your work so that uh, you can basically just run it and push it up to GitHub and you have a uh, like a hosted copy of your uh, slideshow. Um, 
So it needs this to be a Git repository in order to do that. So I'm going to git init and turn this into a GitHub repository, uh, a Git repository, so I can do something useful. And then I'll do show off GitHub. It'll do things for a second, and now it's all ready to push. We have a new GitHub branches uh, page of uh, GitHub pages branch. Um, now, because I don't actually have a uh, repository on GitHub for this silly presentation, I'm not going to push it. But what I can do is I can show you um, an example presentation that I've done. So it's just a show-off presentation. And it does not have any of the interactivity features enabled because it's just a static copy. So it doesn't have a server back, uh, backing it. But it's got the table of contents. So it lets you zip through, look at anything you want. And it's just static HTML that's hosted up on, on GitHub. And it took me five seconds to publish it. OK. So with that, I'm going to kind of call it an end to the regularly uh, scheduled presentation. Conclusion 01. And I'm assuming that uh, we have a back and forth here where we can ask uh, some questions. And I will hopefully get a couple of your questions answered, see if there are any things that you would like to know about or anything I didn't cover or uh, anything I can go a little bit further on. While I'm at it, I'll also pull up the repository, github.com slash puppetlab slash showoff. And there's a link to our web page. It includes all of our documentation here. So if you go to our web page, list out all the features, list out a lot of the screenshots, just the standard stuff. Tells you how to install it. Gives you a link to the user manual, which is horrifyingly complete, but uh, maybe not quite as readable. It's got everything you could possibly want in there. And you scroll for a very long time going through it. But it also has some little quick start guides. So going through show off, um, you can just run through and you can gem install uh, show off init hello world. It'll tell you how to get that started, tell you how to do uh, uh, multi-section slides, how to serve, how to edit the files locally, how to add custom styles, how to execute code, et cetera, et cetera. There are a whole bunch of small little uh, uh, tutorials off to the side there. Maybe this one would be the uh, most interesting to somebody getting started, other than the, the quick start, is what goes into your showoff.json presentation file. OK. Let me pull this open. Do I have? How do, Darren, how do I uh, uh, take questions at this point? Uh, I've been answering a few questions uh, in the background that were mostly around uh, Markdown itself. Um, the only other question that I have uh, so far is the you know, the one that I, I jumped in on earlier. 
but if anybody does have any questions now uh, and uh, you'd like to to uh, to talk to Ben, please uh, raise your hand within the webinar. There's a little hand button. Um, there's also Twitter, Ben, um, either on uh, hashtag the brown bag. Um, I didn't see anything out there, um, but uh, you know, many times our our shows uh, get more views after the fact, and then folks want to, you know, ask questions, what have you, uh, due to schedules, etc. Um, so yeah, hashtag the brown bag, or they can just tweet you directly. Perfect. Um, I am quite happy to answer any questions that you have, um, whether you tweet me directly or whether you uh, uh, go through the uh, V Brown bags. I'm sure that that'll uh, be forwarded to me if, if needs be. Um, I guess with that, uh, uh, do you do you think do we have anything else that we uh, uh, need to go over, or should we call it a day? No, sir. I think that's it. Uh, I don't see any other questions. Uh, thank you very much for your time, Ben. Uh, I absolutely appreciate it. I know that other folks that have attended appreciate it as well. Um, so yeah, uh, with that, that ends our, our show for tonight. Uh, just a note, uh, we won't have a show next week due to uh, 4th of July, even though it would be on the 6th. But we're still going to call it the 4th, so why not? <laughs> awesome. So, All right, sir. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks very much. Yes, sir. Thanks, everyone.